Well, welcome to another exciting edition of Talking Automotive. I'm Matt Weiss. As always, I'm joined by KPMG's automotive leader, Gary Silberg. And Gary, we haven't done a podcast in a few weeks. I think like most people, we were enjoying the summer weather. And how has your summer been? Oh, it's been great. Got a little uh, little vacation time with the family, so it was awesome. And how was yours, Matt? It, it was great, Gary. And, you know, some of our recent episodes, we talked about RVs, right? Speaking about travel patterns in the summer months, more people driving than flying this year. And we've talked about how COVID has impacted the automotive industry in a number of ways with vehicle miles traveled potentially declining in the long term with people working from home, but in the short term, seeing a surge with people, as I just alluded to, renting RVs. Gary, I want to talk about a topic that is sort of a dichotomy, if you will, to all of this, which is investment that we're seeing in SPACs. And um, I want you to fill our audience in on, on what a SPAC is and also what's going on in the automotive area. All right, Matt. Well, this is one of my favorite topics. We'll make a song call it SPAC time or something. I don't know, but <laughs> I, that was a bad joke for all you listeners out there. I, I apologize for my horrible humor, but seriously, it is SPAC time. And what, it, what a SPAC is a special purpose acquisition company. We're not going to get into um, the legalities and, and the methodologies behind it, but it's a pseudo, if you will, IPO type of uh, instrument. And uh, it's, they are exploding in our industry. So, I want to spend a moment, as Matt said, to talk about that, and let's have a conversation on it. Let me give you a little framework of this dichotomy that you had just talked about, Matt. We've had vehicle miles decline. We've had a lot of uncertainty in the economy. People uh, are starting to see things get a little bit better, but usually those types of signs don't bode well for people taking big risk, right? Those are things where people become a little adverse to risk, actually. But what we're seeing in automotive is this stack time. So I'm going to give you a trivia for all you people out there listening today, okay? What do all these companies that you've probably never heard of have in common? Canoe, Fisker, Lordstown, Bollinger, potentially, Nikola, Karma. Uh, has any of you even heard of these? Some of the automotive people probably have, but these are startup companies that have been around some many years, like five years or more for or last some, that have either announced or potentially going to have SPACs. And just to give you a flavor of some of these numbers, okay, Canoe has announced a 2.4, I believe, billion dollar SPAC. Fisker is close to 2.9 billion dollar SPAC. Lordstown is around 1.6 billion. Bollinger, I'm not sure if they're going to do one. Karma's announced one. I mean, these are massive investments from outsiders into our industry. The beauty of this, in my opinion, is it gives a huge amount of capital, seed money, if you will, for all these highly, highly innovative startups. And if you would have said five years ago, Matt, do you think someone would loan you or give you capital of a billion dollars to go build your plan and another billion dollars to go to develop your product? I'm not so sure, right? And so all of a sudden it's happening and I just think it's fascinating. So ask me why the heck you think it's happening. <laughs> well, I was going to say, Gary, I think everybody listening is probably as just taken aback by the breadth of the numbers you just threw out. And I'm sure the listeners are asking though, as you pointed out, Gary, 
you know, normally businesses like to make decisions like this when there's greater clarity and certainty on the direction of the economy. And yet here we are in this environment where there's such uncertainty and debate over, is this going to be a V-shaped recovery or an L-shape or a U-shape? I think, Gary, where you're probably going to go is interest rates are very favorable right now. Yeah, well, that's a part of it. Absolutely. In terms of investments, where are you going to put your money? Uh, number one. And number two, there's, I would say two and three. So the investment climate to take risk when in a low interest rate environment allows perhaps that. But there's been incredible amounts of innovation going on in, in our industry and from a technological perspective around EVs, the, the connected car, the autonomous vehicle, the, the new ways of ordering online. So everybody's kind of seen that. And that little company called Tesla that people were doubting for a long time has obviously exploded. And they've kind of paved the way for others to say, well, I can do Tesla and then I can even do it better. So I think they've set this bar, Tesla in particular, to open up the door for other companies to say, look, you know, we're not creating this from scratch. There's Tesla and we can even beat them. So I think that's all part of the story of the why, Matt. I, I really do. I don't know if we've talked about it on prior podcasts, but there's a startup company called Rivion that's been around five, seven years, I think now, but they've already raised over five and a half billion dollars of equity from Amazon to Ford Motor Company to other behemoths in their last round. I don't even know all, the, all their different investors now, but it's been a phenomenal cash inflow for them. And also recently, Tesla's announced that they're going to raise an additional $5 billion. So even though these aren't SPACs, you can see this appetite for spending on innovation in these new companies. It's pretty stunning, isn't it? It is stunning, Gary. And, and kind of before we go today, I think it ties in you know, to the point you have raised on prior podcasts about how COVID is just fundamentally reshaping business in a lot of ways. And one of them, when you come to the automotive industry, you've talked about for years how the consumer was more comfortable with the push of the button and with the whole notion of buying a vehicle without test driving it, right? The ability to buy online. How much of that plays into this, Gary? You think you think a big component of, as you said, Tesla has proven there's a model here where people are willing to put a lot of money down on a vehicle that they haven't even seen. It hasn't even been produced in a mass level yet, but they have such confidence in the brand that they're willing to take those chances. That's exactly it. There's a proven model. The consumer has changed, and certainly uh, post-COVID where people aren't going in the dealerships. They're very comfortable buying online, and you have these really awesome group of startups. I mean, look at their, I'm not endorsing any of them. So just to be very clear, I love them all. <laughs> Go online and check out some of these products. And, and that's not to say that the other OEMs aren't just sitting by, by the way, they are, they're competing very heavily, but it really changes the game though. When you can, when you can start up a new company from scratch and have this ability. In fact, just this morning when we uh, talked earlier, Matt, General Motors just announced that they're going to invest in a, a SPAC called Nikola that had already gone public and take over a 10% interest in that company. I think they value that at over $2 billion. So you even have a uh, you know historical, great, venerable company like General Motors investing in these companies. So it's, it's an amazing time to be an automotive. It's stunning, I think. It's just stunning. 
Well, Gary, you always give us a lot to think about, and uh, today was no exception. So, Gary, thanks for your perspective, and we hope that all of you will join us on our next episode of Talking Automotive.